Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hello, everyone. I'm Mario Florio from NBC10. Welcome back to Mmm, a food podcast where you can come to listen to all of the great things happening on the local food scene, whether it be a restaurant, an event, or community organization doing great things with food. And joining me now is one of our favorites. I know he's mine. I know he's your favorite chef as well. Frank Terranova from A Class of Cooking. Thanks for coming back, Frank. Oh, you're welcome, Mara. Good morning. So we're going to talk about some two big holidays that a lot of people love to celebrate yep. here in southern New England, uh, St. Patrick's Day and St. Joseph's Day. Yes. So, of course, March 17th, St. Patrick's Day. Let's start with that. Okay. And what are some of the big foods that people like to enjoy on that holiday? Well, you know, Mario, people are not going to believe, a lot of people are not going to believe this. Corned beef does not, doesn't show up in Ireland. They don't eat it. Uh, a very good friend of mine, he passed away. He was a chef. He came from Cork originally. Uh, he lived in Rhode Island. And he said it's, they use boiled bacon. What they do, they use like a, um, almost like a pancetta uncured. They roll it, they tie it, then they boil it. Then they put the cabbage, then they put the carrots, and they put all of that. Then what, what's ever left is excess. Then they make what they call a colcannon. And I've had colcannon. We've had a lot of students that have done, um, uh, in my class, they came from Ireland. And I mean, it sounds simple. Carrots, cabbage, and mashed potatoes. You give them a potato, they can make do magic with it. It's, it's unbelievable. And that, so that's the whole thing. I mean, so, but the corned beef is more in the, in the United States. That, that, that happens a lot, doesn't it, where something originally from a, another country, yep. and then we, what, Americanize it, I guess? Yeah, they have to Americanize That's what they do. <laughs> we Americanize Well, I mean, you know why? Because we as Americans are not going to take a boiled piece of his pork belly. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll do it if, what your favorite, bacon, but I don't think you're going to boil it and expect people to slice it and eat it. Yeah, I was going to say, when you said that about it being uh, basically bacon, I said, maybe I'm somehow... Part of me is Irish because I love bacon. Yeah. <laughs> well, everybody loves bacon. Everybody likes that smoke taste. Uh, but they just, it's just plain. Um, it's incredible. Or they'll do, or they'll do a, uh, what they call a picnic shoulder, uh, which is a small ham. Uh, but, but no, corned beef doesn't because they don't have that much beef uh, in Ireland. Very interesting. What are yep. some of the other popular St. Patrick's Day foods? Beer. <laughs> Jameson's. Uh, they have, oh, I- Irish soda bread. Now, Irish soda bread reminds you of a gigantic biscuit. Um, and it was used, uh, it, it was a staple for the poor. And it just has baking soda, flour, uh, eggs, and it's a very, very, very brittle type of a bread. It's very, very hard when they get it. I know some of the, some stores, I've seen it, I picked it up, and it's, they put dough relaxes in, so they made it very, very soft and made it more palatable. But if you want the real deal, you have to go to a, a, a to even to a nice family that makes it Irish family that makes sort of because that's that's tradition. That's like walking into an Italian house on a Sunday and not finding uh, tomato sauce. It's the same thing. Uh, but then you know the the, the actual the, the Guinness. I had a bunch of students uh, do internships in Ireland, and when they came back, actually they didn't want to come back. They could not. And these are kids, and they could not get over how wonderful not only the people were in Ireland, but the food. Uh, of course, a Guinness, 
uh, helped a lot in the Jameson's whiskey help. But they said it was just a wonderful experience being over there, safe. Um, but that's 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 the typical foods and, and what they serve as far as the, their beverages. Mm. And in terms of uh, you did a nice recipe that I'm going to be tasting momentarily. It's a uh, shepherd's pie. Right. Right. So tell us the twist that you made on that. Well, it's shepherd's pie traditionally because, like I said before, in Ireland, way back when, uh, the Irish, actually in Ireland, they do have some of the best lamb in the world because of the green, because of the rain, because of the green pastures, etc. Uh, they don't have that much beef. Now they probably do. But they made, the original shepherd's pie is made with ground lamb. Some of them, some of them do 50% green lamb, some of them 50% beef. We did it with beef. And most people in this country will do it with beef. Because A, lamb is a, is, I love lamb, but lamb is a, is a taste that you have to like. It's something that doesn't really well with anybody. Secondly, we, it, the, it's a little bit pricey. It's not outrageous, but it's a lot more expensive than ground beef, and that might turn people off. So we did it this year. with We made a stuffed potato, and we did the same thing as you got with the shepherd's pie. The only thing, we put it in a potato, and... Because in Ireland, potato is the, you know, this goes, if you want to read history, Google uh, the potato famine in Ireland. I mean, it goes back. It's unbelievable, the, the historical significance of a lot of these foods, how food has developed into the cultures of the whole world. Yeah, very interesting. So you did, what was in your filling for your uh, that was That was uh, onion, some finely diced carrot, green peas, ground beef, Worcestershire sauce. A little bit of tomato paste, and I add just a little bit of beef stock. Cook it down till it gets thick. Fill the trick with it. You got to bake the potato. You got to get it really crusty. Take it out, cut it, scoop it out while it's hot. Put the potato back in the oven for about five more minutes at high heat, so the 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 shell becomes brittle. Because potatoes, I said before, potatoes have a lot of moisture. When they come out of the oven, they'll start to shrivel a little bit because all that moisture from the potato is coming out and it softens the skin. This way, you'll have a nice brittle shell. And it's a one thing. I mean, you can eat the whole thing. Pick it up, eat the whole potato when you're done. Yeah. So then you, the, in, the filling of the potato, you turn that, what, into a mashed potato? Yeah, I took the, took the potatoes yeah. and we added just uh, buttermilk and a little bit of uh, sour cream to make them a little richer. And I put them in a pastry bag. You don't have to. You can just use a spoon and dollop it on. Bake it until it gets a little brown on top and go. And then you add the, what do you put first in the um, filling, the meat filling or the potato? No, the meat filling goes in first and then the potato goes on top. Like any, like any what they call a double baked stuffed potato. It works like that. But, um, and I mean, in four, a pound of beef and you can make four, you can probably make a good six potatoes. I did it with a little more than a half a half a pound of beef, and I fill four potatoes easily. Mm. And what any particular type of potato potato works best? It, well, people like some people like the russet, which is the big brown baked potato. I did dry, but I flipped and went to the the California white, a little bit smaller in size, but they have a much. I think they have a much more um, a tastier filling. But that's my that's my personal opinion. I have nothing against. I think the, you know. I think the russets are a great potato, but and plus russets are gigantic. I mean, I've seen them. You could put everything in there. I mean, yeah, they're I've really used big. them before. They're, yes. They can be really big, and I think the you said you use the piping bag. I think it kind of gives it a pretty look to it. Yeah, too. when you for presentation purposes, uh, you always want to put it on the put it on a plate, and make it look nice. All right, time for me to dig in. This looks absolutely delicious. Mm. Oh my gosh. Now I can see where the blog comes in. 
<laughs> now you know where we na- how we name the food pass. That's the it. Food podcast, right? Mm. It, and if you look at it, Mario, it's not rich. Um, it's not fattening. The, the beef was pretty lean. I, I bought a lean ground beef. You can do it. Now you can make this fully vegetarian. Really? Okay, you can, yeah, well, you can just pull, you know, you can make it vegan. Pull the butter out. Uh, pull the milk out. Just do the potatoes. Uh, take the sour cream out, and you can replace with nothing but vegetables. You can, instead of using ground beef, you can use finely diced zucchini. You can use chopped diced beans. You could use, like, uh, pinto beans. You could use chickpeas. That will give you the protein comparison that you're not getting with the meat. Mm. And you still can have the same flavor. Exactly, the same right? flavor. Yeah. This is great. Oh, good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Mm-mm-mm. Can't stop eating it. <laughs> and what do you call it? This is a... Actually, this is called a shepherd's pie stuffed potato. Mm-mm-mm. This is delicious for St. Patrick's well, Day. Well, thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed it. 